please go to KUCI.org. Well, hello. We get to be back here in the studio again today. Yeah, another Thursday at four. I know. Are you having fun yet? Am I having fun yet? Yes, I'm having fun. Your 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 um, topics have been really interesting, and I just don't do a lot of research on them, so I don't have a lot to say. So. Oh, well, I know, but I, I was thinking the other day, I thought, oh, man, I left here so heavy-hearted, because some of the topics have been really... Well, I guess the last two in a row were were, were well, the last two were pretty brutal. They they were tough. They were yeah. T- they were tough on the beautiful people that were here and tough on on us. I don't know if they were tough on the listeners, but I don't know. I just I just I left the studio thinking I need to do a little something fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have fun with the radio. Although I mean, it, it's we, another we're, we're, hour of pain by Kimberly Martin. Well, no, I, I didn't. I didn't see it as pain. Oh, you hear it. You hear our guests giggling in the background. I didn't see it as pain because I really feel it's important what we're doing. Oh yeah, it's important people know, but it's still it was. Those were two pretty heavy shows. Yeah, they, so. they were. Well, okay. So in that, in light of that, we have in the studio a dear friend of mine, Maria, and we are just going to have a little fun today and talk a little bit about of some of her perspectives of coming from beautiful island paradise, moving to Orange County, kind of really being plucked off the island and maybe more ripped like a bandage <laughs> away from her beautiful, uh, peaceful oasis of a home and plunked down into Orange County where she got to start a new life with, you know, probably very little preparation and time to make that decision, but yet just very cheerfully, cheerfully made the transition. So we're going to ask her today about some of her perspectives on um, Orange County from an outsider's perspective and then and then um, and then coming full circle from an insider's perspective. So, Maria, welcome to the studio, KUCI. Well, it is great to be here today. I'm so excited to be your guest. Um, and, you know, when you were saying getting plucked from the island, I was thinking, you know, it's a little bit like Gilligan's Island in reverse, mm-hmm. where you come with your simple little tools, your your coconut shell, and your, <laughs> you're barely wearing clothes, and <laughs> your shoes. you hang out on the beach, you know, life is simple. And, you have your um, transistor radio. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. So, and your, your spear for your fish. Um, Heather, some people might think you're 60 with that kind of comments. <laughs> well, I do know my radio history, I guess. <laughs> I'm only 32. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a little bit like that. Um, just um, coming from a place where things were pretty slow on the Big Island. I'm sure many of you have had the experience of being on the Big, big Island of Hawaii. And well, yeah, Can I so, make a comment? As someone that's never been there before, Dog the Bounty Hunter makes it look a lot more exciting. Oh, well, he's, he is living a life that I never had there. Let's, let's. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Although I did, I did happen to, to see his son, Dwayne, walking around one day. So I know. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'm sorry. Can should I should I ask to be informed on this little bit of cultural? Exchange? You don't need to. It's unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> Two people in the room know what's up, and I don't know who. Well, okay. So enough time on Wayne and his dad. <laughs> For those of you who know, you could have a chuckle because you're on the inside. So well, that's good. I mean, I. I I love the analogy of coming here with little tools. So did you feel ill-equipped to come to the mainland and land here in Orange County? Oh, absolutely. I had been on the Big Island for five years, and I was very accustomed from day one to 
running around um, with my flip flops, usually Crocs. So I was <clears> running <throat> around with plastic shoes. <laughs> and that doesn't stop people here. Right? I mean, Crocs are. <laughs> yeah, that was the uniform. And. Um, and usually a loose dress, not quite a muumu, you know. I couldn't, quite, I, I couldn't go all the way there, but you know, it wasn't too far off from a muumu. Wow! And um, are you yeah. sure you're not describing Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the humidity could be compared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so. okay, but describe. I think it's important for the listeners. Describe exactly what your life was like there. Okay. Well, the pace of life there is very slow. So just to give you an example, um, the highway around the big island consists of a two-lane road. And if you are trying to pull out on that highway in traffic and you've got a car coming on your left and a car on your right, all you have to do is stick your head out the window and wave and both lanes will stop to let you in. <laughs> that would be deadly and lethal here. I I, I tried that once. <laughs> that was I, I only that, tried it once. An ill-advised a, a way of at the least it will result in the middle finger. That, that's the best possible outcome to do that. I consider that a wave. <laughs> you can too. Hey, is, it, is it still called the Hawaiian good luck sign? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh so, gosh. but ironically, um, we were there for five years and it started off that we were really in that aloha, um, that aloha spirit and that slow pace of life. But gradually things, we ended up getting, um, a little busy and, um, uh, my husband had busy on the Island, busy on the Island. We were working professionals. Um, my husband is involved in education, so he, Started a couple schools while we were there, and I was working as a realtor and um, working you, with Sotheby's. And you were, yeah, you were a high was, end realtor while you were there. You were living the life. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because um, if you picture a high end realtor here, you're picturing somebody who's running around in a in a suit and high heels and a f- fancy car. My car was a Hyundai. And <laughs> that's what you picture your high-end clients up in the airport. Is that, that probably was a step up, though, from what, what the other options of transportation it was, were. It was, um, yeah, it was definitely nicer than most of the cars. Um, but I had a little a little Hyundai Santa Fe, and I would have so much fun um, off-roading in that, that car while I was showing property. Um, and actually, you know... Selling real estate on the Big Island, you've got to be prepared for adventure. So, really, well, oftentimes we, I would take people out to these places. They kind of have this romantic idea of moving to the island and becoming coffee farmers, which uh-huh. happens more than you realize. Both my that's neighbors that, on like my moving to Napa and becoming a, a exactly a adventure. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So we would, I would, you know, people would have these dreams of leaving their fast-paced lives and coming to the island. So it was my job to kind of show them what that'd be like. And well, did you burst their bubble or did you show them that their dream was possible? I always tried to show them their dream was possible. Because that I, would probably more likely result in a sale than bursting their bubble <laughs> and, and exactly. selling them a beachfront uh, on the sand kind of a place. <laughs> uh, and actually, my neighbor, too, um, to the north of me, uh, the adjacent property, he was a doctor, retired doctor. Uh, who did become a coffee farmer, and the property to the south of me was a retired engineer who also became a coffee farmer. So, and wow. retired from their careers on the mainland and then transplanted to Hawaii. Is that what most people? Yes, do? that was okay. very common. So I actually saw people kind of um, make that transition into their their dream lifestyle, 
and really was such a rewarding feeling to be their first friend on the island. Yeah, yeah. How often would that dream become a reality? You were saying that they had this dream and then you kind of started laughing and then is can you become a coffee farmer if you wish to? Oh, absolutely you can. <laughs> there is nothing standing okay. in your Plant way a few beans. except yourself. So yes, it's possible. And a lot of people have this idea of Hawaii that um, Hawaii is for retirement or Hawaii is for vacation. And they really can't even entertain the idea of Hawaii as a place to live. And um, it was really fun to show them that really that, that that belief wasn't correct, if that's what they really wanted, yeah, that it was possible. Absolutely. How often do these people get like island fever where they, I've been here, done that. I can't take any more of this little circle that I live in. You know, um, well, you could probably answer that a little bit from a personal perspective too, couldn't you? Well, it took, it took me, I did eventually get island fever, but it took about four and a half years. And um, we were lucky enough to be able to travel off island um, several times a year and We'd be able to go to other islands. We'd come to the mainland or we'd be able to, you know, go to other countries. And so it ended up that um, we got away enough to be able to, when we came back, really appreciate where we lived. Yeah. And so, okay, so how did island fever result in itself for you when you got to that place? Um, When I got island fever, it was like having a really bad itch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that you have to scratch. That's you funny. know, uh, you know, the aloe is not going to cut it. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get away from the mosquitoes. Uh, so it was, um, and it was funny because it's almost like you're in love. I mean, really uh-huh. deeply in love, and then all of a sudden you can't stand the person. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> it's like an allergy. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of how it was. I mean, deeply in love with the island lifestyle. And then little things, um, it started to f- feel small. And after five years, it's like, what do you want to, you know, I'd, I'd go over to my husband. Honey, what do you want to do this weekend? Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. Peak. What do you want to do? Um, I guess we can go to the beach again. <laughs> <laughs> it kind and of became snorkel. like uh, Pinky in the Brain. It's like, what do you want to do this night, Brain? Same thing we do every night, yeah. Pinky. <laughs> and, yeah. Because oh, there really weren't a lot of other options, let's yeah. face it. So, um, and my daughter was getting a little older. I started thinking about schools and her education and, and also role models. Because, again, the people that you uh, would want as um friends or neighbors, let's say, you know, that that relaxed Aloha Island uh, person who is plentiful on the island. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As your as your child sort of starts to awaken and you realize that um, every every person that provide a living. (laughs) Well, yeah, that that are these people really the kind of role models you would want your child to aspire to? Yeah. And I started to having have some doubts about that. Ah, if somebody wants to move to Hawaii and they're listening to us right now, mm-hmm. if you drew a circle around Orange County, how tight of a circle would you t- draw to give you the approximate distance of the island? Oh, so that's a good, yeah, what that's a, a good great question. question. Gosh, that's hard for me to answer because I'm still could... finding my way. But it is it takes eight hours if you drive um, at a island pace to okay. go from 
one point on the island all the way around the circumference and get to that same point. But I would say that the general experience that you have could be the equivalent of maybe going from Aliso Viejo up to South Coast and back, and that's about it. Hmm, maybe actually quite bigger because it's about eight hours all the way around. Well, bigger in terms of space, but not bigger in terms of the experience because there's True. a lot in the middle that you don't necessarily get to access. And well, what? Unless you're a fabulous shape and <laughs> <laughs> can hike up sheer rocks, m- mossy pits. Right. <laughs> Well, it, true true in the sense that you're not going to have the same variety of cultural experiences. You're probably not going to have a variety of professional um, occupations or, you know, intellectual experiences. Um, but what you're going to have an abundance of is um, you're going to have an abundance of natural beauty and actually variety. Surprisingly, on the Big Island, you've got um, snow covered snow covered mountain. You've mm-hmm. got the largest mountain in the world. Um, you also have the most active volcano in the world, Kilauea. Wait, which, the largest mountain in the world is on the Big Island? Yes, it's called Mauna Kea. I didn't know that. Wait, bigger than like Mount Everest? Well, it is because the, when you measure it from the base to the tip, oh, it's the actually base bigger. the bottom of the ocean. Gotcha. Right. And since it's underwater, the that's The ocean why. gives us a really big boost to the right. top. Right. <laughs> that sounds like that they got that distinction on a technicality. <laughs> a really unfair one. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Kimberly Martin's Real People of Orange County, and we have in our studio a uh, newly transplanted um, girlfriend. Uh, Maria is with me, and she's telling us about the experience of moving from the island and coming to Orange County. And in a minute, I bet you we'll probably get to some of the perspectives on um, what it was like coming to Orange County, but we're we're really enjoying um, getting some of her interpretations of island life right now. I was I just looked this up on the internet, and I was I was the question I wanted to ask you, but I didn't know exactly where it was. Is um, in 1916, like the Hawaiian volcanoes became a national park, and so is it like is that area like Yosemite where there's a lot of different services, or is it just left nature and just kind of you have to look at it through a helicopter to see anything? How's that? Mm-hmm. How's that like as far as the tourists that come, and then which kind of facilities are there? I was always Probably just kind of curious. A of both. Well, that's a great question. Now, um, with Mauna, Mauna Kea, which is the the, the um, is, volcano is that's um, that's a good question. It's I, not the active volcano. No, in that's words. not okay. the. So that one is Kilauea, the active one. Mauna Kea, um, they they believe is dormant. There okay. are two active volcanoes on the island. Um, there is Hawalalai, which is actually right above Kona. Um, you, it's what a lot of the town of Kona is built on. And then there's Kilauea, which is the um, volcano that's to the east. I don't think the hotel and uh, hospitality industry wanted us to know about that active volcano in Kona, because this is the first time I've heard of that, and I've been there multiple times. <laughs> there, oh, and is, I forgot to mention, there is actually a third, Mauna <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mauna Kea, hi. Mauna Loa Lo. Is that one underwater? No, that mm. one's the one that's that my house is sitting on. Oh, my, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. And it's active? Uh, it's active. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
Yeah. And Hawalalai, though, is the one they're keeping a closer eye on because there's a lot of homes that are built on it. And um, it it has a history of going off about every 200 years. And I think it's been about 214 years. Since oh, the- my gosh. No wonder you left. It's a little bit constipated at the moment. <laughs> Maybe just send some stool softener their way <laughs> in. <laughs> Thanks for going there. <laughs> you brought up constipation. Oh, okay. so let's say if you're if you're risk adverse, this may not be the island for you. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So okay. So those those sound like some really compelling reasons to leave. But one of the things you said to me before coming to in to do this interview was you said you actually wanted to leave the island to simplify your life. Yeah. And that I found really compelling because I would think anybody living mainland life here would pretty much think that you would want to leave here to simplify your life and go live on island time. Tell me how that all happened for you in the reverse. Mm. Well, there on the island, um, our surroundings were simple and our needs were actually quite simple. But what we ended up doing is we ended up complicating things. We ended up Don't most people on- do that? <laughs> <laughs> so we were, you know, two-income family, um, and my husband had a couple of jobs, and I was uh, working as well. And then we, we thought it would be a great idea to um, start uh, getting some rentals and thinking about a retirement plan. So we, were, we had a total of um, five rentals while we were there. Wow. And so we just sort of ended up getting really busy and lived on this acre of land, which was seemed like a good idea at the time until the weeds needed to be cut every 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have never shared the discussion about yard keeping in a down economy, but that is hilarious because I look out at a yard much the way you've just described. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, that acre, I mean, we started sort of wishing for a post postage stamp set, you know, at times because it was so much for us to maintain and such a time commitment. But it was also a joy. And the foliage there probably grew at lightning speed, too. Lightning so. speed. Actually, it was my most successful experience at gardening. composting <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and gardening. And gardening. <laughs> I had never really had a strong desire or any success with gardening before that. Well, funny how an optimal climate might make anybody enjoy it. <laughs> and rich volcanic soil doesn't hurt. <laughs> we ended up deciding we wanted to compost but we were too lazy to actually, you know, get a system together. So we found a hole <laughs> near our near our front door oh, that's a that we decided to throw things into. <laughs> and about six months later, you had we were up. picking bananas and papayas off the trees. Oh, wow. And wow. it was perfect because it was right at arm length. So we yeah. didn't have to climb anything. And so it ended up being... Um, you know, just did, did you get the big meal worms that come as a result of good composting? I never went to check the compost. Oh, that's hilarious! Well, <laughs> did, still you, in didn't, the hole. you didn't mix it, or no? You just you just threw um, the raw materials in. And... We threw raw materials in, and what we got out was a variety of fruit trees. I, oh. I thought you were going to say an old man fell down there. And you're now facing <laughs> the a hole. Lawsuit. Wasn't that big? <laughs> that actually was a fear of ours. You did have a toddler there. That could have been risky. 
That's so funny. Okay, so with that in mind, mm-hmm. you decided to move to the mainland. Orange County is where the transition brought you. Yes. And you had simplifying your life in mind. Absolutely. What so, came next? Okay, so what happened was we were we we felt like um, our life choices had gotten us into a bit of a more complicated life than we wanted to lead, and I personally felt as a mom that I wanted to spend a little more focused time um, on my family and I just felt like things were spinning out of control. So a move seemed like a good time to have a fresh start. And um, and so we decided, you know, and we had gotten this big house and not because we ever needed or wanted a big house. It just, it it actually had rental hey, property attached. <laughs> and so, well, and it was, it seemed like a good investment to have different rental properties attached to it. So we thought, you know, this, this is, this is great. Uh, but it just was too much, too much, too much house, too much cleaning, all that. So um, our intention was to come wherever we would settle and um, really get a small place um, share a car, start biking more, and start spending more time together and not be so distracted. So, And that landed you? In Orange County, naturally. <laughs> and how did that decision come about? <laughs> um, well, my husband is a school administrator, and he visited a school here that um, whose mission really lined up with his own personal mission. And he came back to Hawaii and said, I just feel this calling. And I really trust in that. I trust in intuition and um i trust in callings and i felt like a move was in store for us and i i just i kind of wanted to back him on it did you know anything about orange county at the time um i i didn't know anything about orange county at the time okay so you came you came with a tabula rasa you didn't have any preconceived notions of either positive or negative either way well, I felt like I was well informed by the fact that I had watched the TV show, The Real uh, Housewives uh-oh. of Orange County. Uh oh! I thought you were going to say the OC or whatever the Fox one Something was. Something ridiculous. Well, see, that's what we were thinking. Our show could be the antidote for the uh, media footprint that has earned Orange County a, a little bit of a soured reputation. Sullied, mm-hmm. <laughs> not soured. But, um, <laughs> but my, you have to tell the story. Is my favorite. What? No, I couldn't say that I have a favorite story that you tell because you tell. So many I love, but one of my ones that, that, that maybe might have been a, a sign. We were talking about signs earlier mm-hmm. that maybe you were in the right spot was when you were on the phone. So you grew up in Anchorage, Alaska, and you're um, Costa Rican by by native. Your your father is Caucasian, mm-hmm. and your mother is Costa Rican. So mm-hmm. you've lived a very interesting. Uh, childhood, going back and forth from Anchorage to Costa Rica and living those different dynamics. Mm-hmm. But um, you were on the phone with somebody you grew up with in Anchorage, Alaska, mm-hmm. right? Tell so, that story. Yep. This is so funny. Okay. So, so you're the in miracle Hawaii. of Facebook, right? I'm in Hawaii. I'm, I'm at a realtor conference a few months before we move. And I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning about, you know, the, the next thing to do in real estate. And they talk about social networking. And, they, and I'm in a room full of fogies. And I am the only person, you know, I'm one of the youngest people in the room. And everybody else is, you know, older than me. And, and the speaker says to me, if you aren't doing social networking, you know, you're behind the ball. And I'm like, what? And I'm looking around and I'm like, you know what? They're talking to a room of people who are older than me. And I was thinking it was really for, for, for younger people, for, for, kids, for yeah. kids. And so I said, I'm going to, this is really, you know, if it's good for my career, I'm going to get on there and do it. 
So I hop on Facebook for the first time and I reconnect with an old friend and she tells me she lives in Orange County and we haven't seen each other since we graduated from high school and, and haven't spoken since then. So um, fast forward a few months, my husband visits the school in Orange County, gets the job, um, we move sight unseen, we rent a house from Craigslist, and then I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I Facebook message her and I say, by the way, we're moving to Orange County and my husband's already there. He and my dog have already moved to Orange County and we rented a house on this street in this town. She emails me back and says... There can't be two of the same streets. I live on that street. And I just saw your <laughs> husband walk by. She said, and I said to my husband, there is a new guy in our, ta- our neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and it was your husband. And it was my husband. Gosh, and crazy. so I arrived a couple weeks later. And I, at that point, didn't, I mean, I, I was just in awe of how, Amazing it was to how small the world. But when I came here and I realized the miracle of that to be on the same street yeah. in Orange County, a place with many, many, many streets and many cities. Yeah, um, that's ex- to that's be, really fun. Yeah, to be one block away, and when we could we could stand in our driveways and wave to each other. And I thought, okay, this is a great sign. This this yeah. means I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. So oh, that's neat. So okay, do you think? Um, okay, so when you first landed, you got a got a place, and what I love about you is your sense of style. You have a very grand sense of style. You have a good um, decorating sense. You kind Thank of you you, um, you you do it a little bit how I do it. You don't necessarily want to go to a store and pick a little vignette in a corner and buy that. You kind of want to come by these. Um, decorations or furniture or any of these little antiquities that you put into your home um, through some sort of a little challenge, (laughs) whether it be a Craigslist challenge, a garage sale challenge, or those are the kinds of things that Heather, I think you and I have discussed. We love this kind of thing, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, More or less. Yeah. This is our thing. So Maria's got the same bug, Mm -hmm. but you walk into your home and you have beautiful furniture, rather large scaled furniture for the size dwelling you were living in. Let's talk about that. <laughs> this is a personal question. What exactly do you want to know? How big is your furniture? <laughs> I would call it extra large. <laughs> but maybe I'm just being generous with myself. <laughs> Um, well, I think, you know, when, when I think about my furniture, one of my prize pieces has got to be my antique door. That is my, my table. I covet that piece. Well, get in line. (laughs) I think every girlfriend I have. I thought I was close to to the top of that list. I think you're pretty close to the top. Um, that one just came from a, a consignment store that I found. So that's been one, actually one of the many, many joys of living in Orange County is the selection of shops. I mean, I mean, I was dying to go to a new store when I was on the Big Island. It was Kmart, Macy's, or Walmart. That was it. Painful. Ugh. I mean, and you know, ironically, I got so excited when I heard Target was coming in, Uh-oh. and they got there the week I left, so I never oh. actually went in into the new Target. That kind of reminds me of my Hawaiian experience. <laughs> we once decided to book an extra extended vacation while we were there. We were like, oh, you know, we could stay for three weeks in a timeshare we had. And so we thought, what a good idea. We'll do it. Well, 
you know, when you get there, you're so excited to order macadamia nut crusted fish, macadamia nut crusted opaka paka, you know, mahi mahi, whatever they offer, you're on it. And that lasts for about day six or seven. And then you're trying to venture out because you're really getting tired of nut crusted stuff. And um, I knew that on about the seventh or eighth day, I was asking to order a Philly cheesesteak sandwich that I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had overbooked my stay. <laughs> Because there's something wrong with ordering a Philly cheesesteak sandwich on the Big Island. That is hilarious. No, that actually reminds me of when I first got to the Big Island. I just wanted everything I wore and every piece of furniture in my house to have leaves on it. Leaves? (laughs) Yeah, you know, aloha wear. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. (laughs) And awful, too. Yeah, and I sort of got to my breaking point after a while, you know. I had to put a limit on how many leaves I could have I'm picturing a set from Golden Girls. I don't know. (laughs) That's that's pretty accurate. (laughs) Oh, my God. You have to to picture a bamboo trimmed in order to get it perfectly right. Well, if you're wow. just if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Kimberly Martin's Real People of Orange County. We have in our studio a dear friend. We're calling her a bit of a transplant. Maria is here telling us about her transition moving from the island into Orange County. Never been here before. Hadn't experienced Orange County life. And so we're getting some perspectives on what that might have been like for somebody that was a relative outsider and, and finding her way here in Orange County. So um, what what came next? Well, so one of the ba- the first impressions I got was just driving. Driving for me was a new experience in Orange County because I felt like I was swept up in some kind of some kind of race that that really lasted from one stoplight to the next. <laughs> You you were introduced to drag racing, were you? <laughs> and I was getting passed by people, right and left, and people were swerving around me, um, beeping at me because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't participating in the race, and I got flipped off. So many times. <laughs> it was my first few months here, <laughs> and every time I see, I hadn't. The problem was that. I needed thicker skin because I hadn't gotten flipped off in such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I did, I it sort of hurt my feelings oh. for, for a good, I don't know, it was a while. I would say at least six months and I would talk about it with some of the new people I were meeting. Like, what do you do when people flip you off? <laughs> I said, who cares? Yeah, well, <laughs> drive faster. Most drive of faster, most wait. of my cars have been entry level, and then the car I have now, the PT Cruiser, the, the it's a it's a Chrysler, so of course the turbo goes out. So like most of my cars start off the line pretty slow, and so I I get a fair share of flips off. And you do, yeah, still? I, I still do once in a while because they're like, why can't you go up this hill? And it's just like, well, the car is reaching for turbo. That is no longer there. <laughs> so, so what is so, your emotional response when you get flipped off now? Um, I don't know. I, I, my emotional response is like, buy me a new car. <laughs> like, that will fix this problem. I think I'm just happy people are communicating. <laughs> yeah, in some reform or another. So with something other than their text, you know, texting and their cell phones. That's hilarious. Well, well I've the... actually considered, you know, a device 
for um, communicating because I'm all for communicating too. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if you could speak into your phone and then there would be like a, a your text message like on the outside, like a, I like a rotating. Oh but then my gosh, I, what a fun idea. But then I thought, you know, this could really turn out bad in Orange County. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it could it turn out totally bad. would be bad. For a lot of people. <laughs> And that's probably why they haven't done it. It could take road rage to a whole new level, couldn't it? It, it definitely could take it up a few notches. Well, on the freeway, it feels more like not so much a drag race, but it feels like some kind of weird restrictor plate race at Talladega where everybody's packed, <laughs> in, uh, packed together and they're all going 65 or 80 in some circumstances. And I love the people that pass you and then won't let you into the lane. And you're always like, this is my exit I've had on the blinker for at least a quarter mile. You know, it's just like... <laughs> that, was your, that was your first mistake was communicating too soon. Yeah, that, that's probably it. If I just swerve, yeah, I, yeah. I well, that's one of the things I've had to learn is survival skills for a new a new world, and and the traffic skills. I mean, I don't I don't get flipped off nearly as much as I did back then, and and it does that mean that your driving my... improved? I actually think it went downhill, <laughs> and so and so you started. You fit, I started you to conform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well that, I feel like an angry New Yorker when I drive somewhere else because I'm really rude because that's just the way I, I'm used to driving. And then, you know, one time we were in Utah and, you know, you pass somebody and all these friendly Mormons wave at you. <laughs> Thanks for passing us. You know, it's, it's just like, yeah. Well, it's that's nice so to funny. know there is another way. There is another way inland. It's not yes. just Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's mm. funny. Well, I can remember... I, I only can liken what it might be like to re-enter Orange County because it happened to us once. My husband and I moved to Australia for a year, mm. and it was—it took us a lot of long time to dial back our um, ways of communicating when we got there because they are very laid back in Australia, and they don't necessarily understand. Um, the intensity with which we live here and the intensity that we were accustomed to living with didn't didn't fit well over there. So it took us about three to four months um, to really dial, turn down the volume of what we were producing to fit in there. And thank God when we moved there, we moved into a hotel in Australia. They have this thing called pub culture and pub culture is where their hotel and um, their eating establishment and their bar and their casinos are all wrapped up in one. And so your, your, your nicer hotels that where you would stay in these tiny towns would, um, would be at the casino. And so, um, thank God we were living in a casino because (laughs) it was the only place we felt like home. (laughs) I mean, it was a really lovely hotel and we stayed there for a month until we found, you know, the dwelling with which we would live in. And, um, and then, you know, it took us a while to dial it back because we were also working in that community and just people were not used to how fast our, our, we could produce an output because nobody else could produce the output as quickly as, as we could. So they could keep pace. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when we moved home, it took me, uh, well, obviously at some point I had adapted and it took me a good four months before I wanted to pick up the phone and start the engine again here in Orange County. Wow. I didn't want to pick up the phone and start that, that social lifestyle that I had because it was just too intense. I just wasn't ready for it. My volume was low. Mm. So I could see how you would experience that and it would be really tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So one of the things that you told me about earlier 
is when you were finding your way. Well, okay, I can remember. Well, I remember the first place you lived in. And it was kind of tucked into a little tiny condo complex. And you were tucked into the side. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it had a tiny little, maybe about half the size of the studio, a little outdoor area maybe mm-hmm. that you could go. And um, and <laughs> I just remember the look <laughs> on your face. You were just. I couldn't believe I was there. So, I mean, it was I such needed... a delightful jewel box of a place. It but was a jewel box. It was a it jewel was also... box. It was a box, nonetheless. It yeah. was it was the kind of place that um, you need a GPS to find your front door. Otherwise, you might end up sleeping with your neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> which could be a good thing. But <laughs> we had a place like that in Tustin, where drunk people would come and knock on our door, and yeah. they're like, "Our key won't work, honey." <laughs> yeah, it's just like you've got the wrong number. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, okay, so, and I remember the look on your face because you didn't want to appear um, ingracious in any way mm-hmm. to to your new to hometown, mm-hmm. but I could just, I could just see it was, it was a, that was, that was tough. So, yeah, it was a big adjustment. I mean, that, that apartment that we were in, the condo, um, and as nice as it was, I mean, in most places in the world, it would really be, you know, it'd be dreamy. It'd be, it's a safe, nice community and mm-hmm. inside the place, if you can get past the beige the stucco that cutter look that everything had <laughs> yeah. um it was actually nice inside but um but you know it was it didn't have a lot of character and it didn't it was small it was a lot mm-hmm. smaller than we were used to which you know on the one hand we're saying we want to simplify and we want simplifying to simplifying wasn't so much small, fun was it <laughs> but it was it was tough to simplify because the place was about the size of my my bedroom in Hawaii mm-hmm. and 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 it was a little two bedroom place so right it was a big adjustment and we ended up sharing a car for a year and a half we we shared a a, a little hybrid a tiny little car and um but there was blessings in that. I used to, we, we lived off a, a bike path in Aliso and my daughter and I started each day, um, waking up to a real relaxing, nice breakfast together. And oftentimes we'd play a, a game over breakfast. If you're breakfast. relaxing over breakfast, you're not getting enough sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I do get enough sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'd hop on our bikes and we'd I'd bike her to school in the morning and she, or we'd bike together. Um, that was beautiful. I mean, that was something that we we didn't do in Hawaii. And, Interesting. Uh, it and really opened you up could a new world there. for me. Yeah. yeah, almost out of necessity, you had you had to had to bike to school. What I loved about that is what it also brought to the community of your school mm-hmm. because something else came out of that. Tell us about that. Well, the biking ended up being a catalyst for um, me really getting what I I needed, and that was time in nature, um, time to be just away from the busyness and um, you know the the parts of Orange County that I wasn't in love with, mm-hmm. and to really seek out places that were beautiful that I could really be inspired by and there's so many places like that here and there's so many of them are right just outside just beyond your front door right that you've you know come to really love mm-hmm. but what happened in the school community with the biking that you were doing well um, that was kind of neat yeah I and I can't even really take credit for being you know the the impetus behind because it really existed several forces aligning but a few yeah a few of the moms um at school had already started mountain biking and they invited me and and um and i ended up going with them and we ended up really 
forming close friendship bonds over these mountain biking adventures that we'd have and and um you know we've we've now been doing that a couple of years and we've got kids that are really passionate about mountain biking and we're actually launching a mountain biking club at school uh, because there's just such high interest Mm -hmm. i think the kids are really feeling the excitement um that the parents are bringing and so the the parents that used to bike together were now the chaperones and the yeah and then for a while there there was a bit of a campaign at the school to get other children to ride their bikes to school Mm -hmm. and several kids were actually doing that with their parents Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. and um that's neat what i was going to say though is like that's i used to live in laguna niguel and um it was like the smallest house little house blocks of houses on the on in the entire city but i I rented a room out from someone's house and Mm -hmm. Um, what was really nice about the whole thing was there's a bike path all along. Um, oh, I can't think of the street I used to live on, but there was a bike path that went, led all the way to the five freeway and it was protected. You didn't have Alicia. to worry about, uh, yeah, Alicia. That's the bike route yeah. we were on. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you didn't have to worry about, you know, zooming cars going back and forth and, um, you know, being subject to, it's a lot safer than doing it in Santa Ana for, mm-hmm. where I currently live. Mm. Um, they don't have a lot of bike-ready places. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the parts of Orange County and Southern Orange County where it really works. But, like, it would be nice to see it moved all around the pla- the, the county so more yes. people have access to, you know, safer bike lanes. Absolutely. And, you know, it, I mean, it probably struck you as interesting just as it struck me. But on that bike trail, there's so many little animals that live yeah. there. We we once found a bird that had fallen from a nest right on the little bike path. Um and we oftentimes would see egrets. Um, we also saw bunnies um, very regularly and squirrels and different kinds of lizards. Yeah. I, th- I remember seeing lizards quite often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, now I remember. I It was Alicia Parkway that I lived off of. Yeah. And so there, there's one up there, too. Online. Yeah, I'm looking at a map online because I, I completely lost the, the name <laughs> of the street off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. um it's been a while since I lived there, but it was a. I I really enjoyed it, and then mm-hmm. it there's there was a area where there was a wilderness area, and mm-hmm. if you can get past the part that had like the toxic swamp that was exiting in Laguna, uh, <laughs> if you got Is past it that part, always toxic or just occasionally. Oh toxic? no, it's always horrible. It's always, yeah. yeah, if you got past that part, it was a nice little hike in that area. Yeah, that's um, that's Woods Canyon. That's yeah. actually where uh, Woods Canyon, my mountain biking took took place, and. Um, that's that's actually those trails, Woods Canyon and Choya. Um, there is Rocket and all these different amazing trails that take you up to the ridge. Um, a lot of times you can actually overlook Laguna Beach and the ocean from there. Yeah. Uh, and it's it is a treasure. It's wooded. It's this is got all a beautiful back behind creek. Soka University, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. If you if you are in Soka University, if you're you can actually look into the canyon from that campus, and it is really stunning. Now, I've only ever been as far back there as I thought I could save my life if I had to run back. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never made it as far as you have. you made it past have. the pavement? Pavement? You mean there's a part where there's no pavement? Yeah, there's a- <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. I actually think um, there's a part where I believe the pavement just ends and then a trail goes sharply to the right. Yes. And mm-hmm. then you can keep going straight. Correct. And I believe even sometimes they have a, 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 a gate there. 
That's as far as I've mm-hmm. gone. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's still pretty far. Does that yeah. count? Well, that might not that, count in Maria's. That totally world. counts. You but, followed but, the toxic think, lake all the way along, but I you. Think, yeah, I yeah. think Heather would respect me for my just for going that distance. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> that is beautiful. As far as I've seen, that is beautiful. It's beautiful, and there. But I would need a, a see... moped to get back if I went any further <laughs> than that. Well, the strange. Well, there's a bobcat. Oh. I actually a lot in there. You you actually see some big wildlife there. I once saw a mountain lion. Um, there's Yikes. also deer. Weren't yeah. you a little worried, or were you moving too fast on your bike to worry? No, I actually was going toward it, and Ooh. I was on the pavement right where you were. Oh. So there's a little so, stretch of pavement before that main dirt trail, mm-hmm. and I was on the pavement when I saw the mountain lion, and there were people out that day. Um, <clears> and <throat> I, I just screeched on my brakes and came to halt, and it looked at me and just kept crossing the road like nothing. <laughs> didn't care. And it really, honestly, it really took some fear away for me of, uh, I said, you know what, that they're, they're not out to get us. And they respected your presence. And I, yeah. You, we're if not, you respect theirs. We don't look like food. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. You could possibly. <laughs> <laughs> not for a mountain lion. <laughs> Something else, maybe. Well, I, what I love about the journey that you've had, because we, we haven't really talked about how difficult it was and how there were parts of this that were depressing and mm-hmm. you were really struggling to find some significance because in the middle of this time, you you stopped being a busy career woman. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh, really quickly, if you're just tuning in, um, you're listening to Kimberly Martin's Real People of Orange County on KUCI 88.9 FM here in Irvine. And we're talking to Maria, who is newly transplanted within the last couple years from Hawaii to Orange County. And she's sharing with us some of those reentry um, perspectives from coming from island life to the mainland. Mm. So, so you also left a really bustling career. What was that mm-hmm. like? Well, you know, I had, I had built it up. So I had been working in real estate in Hawaii for five years and um, I was quite busy. You know, I was doing really well and, and making a nice six figure income and, um, having a lot of fun doing it too, but I just felt that I needed to slow down a little bit and really re-examine my life and um, kind of take away the comfort of having that title and really examine who I am and if I'm being who I want to be in the moment and just kind of getting rid of the labels. <clears throat> Um, so that was really what I wanted to do. And it's a very uncomfortable place to be. Uh, I recently just read a book called in the meantime, and I think it resonated with me because, um, it's, it's a tough place to be in our society. Um, oftentimes we, um, you know, it's not, it's not always okay to be, asked a question, you know, what are you doing right now? Or what are you, what are you working on? And if you really are in between the things, it's a little bit tough to answer, you know, to be really authentic and honest about, gosh, I'm super confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't a clue. <laughs> Especially when you figured it out and you kind of had a strong identity. And, yeah. 
and a, and a, you well, know. And, and in Orange County, too, wouldn't you say that this is so, Heather? That seems to be the leading question at any cocktail party. I or think any it's not gathering. just Orange County. I think it's, it's L.A. County, too. It's so like, so Southern what do you do? Calling. I think it's a what Southern do do? California. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? And I would say it might even I do be dishes, in this gosh country. darn it. I think in this country. I yeah. think that's, a, that's the leading question. Yeah, if, if Europeans mm-hmm. make fun of us, it's because we've asked that question. But I'm sorry. I am so curious. <laughs> I have to know the answer to that question. And it comes out of my mouth with great ease. <laughs> and I know it now. I have some awareness about it, but I know it and um, I still want to know. I still want to know. Well, so I think what is our what is our desire to ask that question? I, well, I think part of it too is like when you meet new people and they all ask you like um, you know, what do you do? And if you don't come up with an answer that's palatable for them, they'll kind of dismiss you as someone that's unserious or kind of a loaf. And, and it's just, that's what it it's, is. it's a really bizarre thing that this the country response. is, yeah, the, the, the what people will do based on your response is just really strange. Mm-hmm. They expect you to be busy, busy, busy with something. And yes. sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're unemployed. Calvinist, good Calvinist work ethic. You have to be productive. Yeah, I think maybe that might be it. What do you say, Heather, when you get asked that question? I say a radio engineer, and then everybody goes, oh, that sounds awesome. And then then you come to the studio, and you see how hard Heather has to work and the grind uh, of the job. The the, the grind of the job. And then, like, when I give tours to friends, it's like the Mayberry Jail. You know, I feel like Barney Fife, here's where we herald our most... You know, dangerous suspects. It's so tiny, but um, yeah. I mean, so like I say that, but I mean, it's not something I want to. It's not the way I want to start any conversation. What do mm-hmm. you do? It's just, it's really, really lame to me. But mm-hmm. so you yeah. had to struggle with that. I had to struggle with that, yeah. and, and, and while you were be... meeting every new person, you know, everybody you met here, save that one girlfriend, probably was well, new. That's right. And you know, the interesting thing is when people, and I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, when people ask me, "Oh, you know, do you work outside the home?" and it's, I feel still really uncomfortable saying no because in my heart I've always been career oriented and not to say that I'm not home oriented as well but well. I feel that there's a lack of <laughs> neither of us like to clean house <laughs> okay right putting, putting I like to decorate daily, that's as far as putting my home a daily dinner go. on the table really isn't what but, I, but I think too to though me. I mean I mean if, if working with inside the house that's a lot of work like my brother yeah, and I have been work. just busy as hell and um, our house looks like a nuclear bomb went off on it. And so we still have to fix things. And so um, I, I think, you know, just taking away the gravity of actually doing work within the house, I think mm-hmm. that's another thing our culture doesn't really value as much as it should. I think you're right about that. And I think that a lot of the things that you do in a day kind of get undone later that day. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> oh, they get undone immediately in my house. What um, What were some of the biggest surprises, though, as you were here? Well, what, you know, some of the biggest surprises, uh, the biggest surprise of all was the fact that when I did slow down and I stopped rushing around and I sort of removed the, 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 the titles, the, the veneer, veneer yeah. what I found was a community of really beautiful, authentic, deep friendships um, with some women who I absolutely love and admire and I consider my just some of my most treasured friendships. Um, and those have all happened within Orange County to my greatest surprise. Right. And mm. these are people, you know, I, I really haven't had 
in my mind. I'm in my my mid thirties, and I've never really had a group of friends who I would feel comfortable going up to, you know, any of them and going, do you know how much I love you? I mm-hmm. so appreciate you. Do you know how crazy I am about you? Mm-hmm. And you're just, you mean so much to me. But to be able to have, a, you know, a handful of people that right. I feel that way about, right? to me is the greatest gift. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I am. Um, and, and do you think that flowed from the place that you were in when you allowed yourself to be in that difficult place? Of letting go of that rush, rush, and I think so. And I think the idea that I'm not some person that's got it all together. I think when you're authentic, it opens up the door for people to feel your essence a little bit and to step and in have, and maybe maybe be authentic themselves. Be authentic too, and not not have to put on their veneer. Yeah, I, the question I wanted to ask was kind of an offshoot of that. But what is the most um, like shocking thing culturally that you? Step in Orange County, and you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> we discussed a couple of those things yeah. earlier, and I can't think of one right now. Well, I think you know, I think the traffic thing was one of those things, but one of the other things, I really hadn't been around a lot of people that had plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was kind of thinking. Is South Orange County plastic Maria surgery? Has yeah. to, her gaze has to be pulled away sometimes. What? What is that? Oh my gosh! And what I want to know, and really, I should be asking plastic surgeons directly, is how come you do the same face for everyone? <laughs> I mean, couldn't you have a series of like ten lip jobs to choose from instead of one? Because yeah. you know what is this? What is this with the giant? Pout and that I just you know <laughs> if you're gonna have plastic surgery make it look real yeah I mean that's yeah. that's my 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 shtick I the, guess the yeah. thing I remember most about South Orange County was there always was like this anorexic woman in around her 45 that you, heavy plastic surgery hair up in a bun looks like she just got out of a yoga studio Starbucks in her hand and driving into like a or walking into her like uh, Mercedes Benz SUV. I mean that that's a lot of South Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So you draw. I'm curious about that. You draw a distinction between South Orange County and other. Parts. Oh yeah. So where does your South begin for you? The because... South begins to me at um oh what is it Lake Forest? Oh well, yeah, yeah, I would too. But I see so much of that up here. Where well, we... it, it migrates a little bit down there, but South yeah. Orange County, it it's seems like there's so. a little bit more so. Oh, that seems to be the center of the that's whole thing. Yeah, because I've kind of in my mind, I thought it was more, you know, Newport, Corona, as maybe the epicenter of the Orange County <laughs> <laughs> plastic surgery movement. Well, that's yeah. where they're driving to get it done. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, where, is that kind of where you were thinking, or was and I, mostly south, bit? where south we come from? Yeah, okay. Laguna Niguel and and Elisa Viejo, and yep. yeah, yep. that's kind of where, where that kind of originates from. Yes. There's a whole Huntington Beach soccer mom thing too, but mm-hmm. I, I haven't been oh, around I it long enough to describe I it. Been so. To Huntington Beach, but I would imagine there's some there's some of that there too. So. Yeah, I, there's some of it. Yeah, well, anywhere that has, like, a dog beach is good with me. So I like Huntington Beach. <laughs> oh, do they have a dog beach? They do. They have a designated dog beach. And um, I've met many people, including myself, who have driven up there just for the sheer joy of watching your dog go crazy with other dogs. Oh, There's great. a great dog beach in, up on the hill in Laguna Beach, too. Way up in um, Arch Beach Heights, I believe, oh. at the very top. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Well, 
I have had I've had so much fun. I I told you this hour would fly. I I think we talked about maybe a quarter of the things we talked about discussing. We wanted to share a story about um meeting for lunch just before the show and it was absolutely hilarious. We um we we've been doing the well Maria's really good at finding a good deal and but not everybody can find a good deal everywhere. So your little shtick right now is the whole Groupon social uh what a, a social, what's that? Living another? social. Living social, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you get the, the coupons for the restaurants and then and then we go, basically they hoodwinked us because <laughs> we, we sat down trying to figure out how we were going to order $35 worth of food and we managed to order way more than that. Yes, that was the restaurant.com deal. So that's yeah, one yeah. of my other uh, places to get, um, you know, great deals. But uh, what was, was hilarious good. is, can we say where we went? Um, well, sure. I, I won't, we can say, yeah, we, you can, you can say it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just happy. running out of time. Okay. But, so we okay. just have to be fast. So, so we go to a place called tapas, which I find online at this restaurant.com website. And, um, and so we are the, literally the only people in a restaurant that serves about, what, 200, 300, 300 yeah. maybe? Huge facility. Occupancy. They do flamenco dancing on the weekends, salsa <laughs> dancing. It's fabulous. <laughs> so toward the end of our meal, we realized that everyone, all the left. servers have abandoned they did, us. They did flash the lights at one point. And we thought, <laughs> oh, that's strange. Well, basically, we were alone and we both needed more coffee and iced tea. So we just got up and served ourselves. And, and for a giggle, when the phone rang, we answered it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, how many in your party? <laughs> yes, there was no one to stop us. That beats including a, ourselves. That beats a story of three friends of mine from the station and I wanted to do a redneck uh, Thanksgiving dinner, so we went to Denny's. <laughs> And uh, they sat us off in the corner by ourselves completely. Like it was, you know how they cordoned off parts of the restaurant when it's not busy? Uh-huh. They opened it for us and put us there. You're like, oh, you guys. two, are, you guys are too weird. Leave us alone. Oh, so, anyway. so funny. All right. Well, well we got to get going. for tuning in to Real People of Orange County. I have so enjoyed having you in the studio so you can see what we're doing here. And I'm fairly certain that we'll have to have you back Aww. so we can giggle some more. Um, next week, we are going to have Carol Moss in the studio. And she... Um, um, she initiated the Niles Project. And Niles, we've talked about a little bit. Um, we lost Niles to MRSA, meso- uh, methicillin-resistant staph. And this is the hospital bug. And we're going to talk a little bit about that next week. So gut-wrenching. We needed a good laugh. This one will be a little difficult. But I want you to tune in because her real goal here is an awareness project. We want everybody to learn about what um, the information that she has to share. So come back. Real people of Orange County. Um, Every Thursday, 4 to 5, we enjoy being here, and we Mm -hmm. hope you do, too. Yeah, and Counterspin and Planetary Radio is is up next at this medical moment.